Hello there and welcome to Talking About Risks with me, Sunny Gopal. This is an audio extract from a video on my YouTube channel. And of course, if you prefer to watch the video, head on over to that channel, which is one word, R-E-D-R-I-S-K-S, and hit that subscribe and the notification bells. I promise you, there's no junk, it's all educational. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Red Risks. In this leadership talk session with Mark Hornbrook, it was really good to catch up with him after so many years. Before you dive into the discussions, let me give you a little bit of a background on Mark. Mark has 35 years in industry. He was a graduate of the University of Tulsa in petroleum engineering. And he spent 30 years with BP working in Alaska, Colombia, mid-continent US, London, Dubai and Iraq. His last position with BP was Iraq General Manager, where I had the great pleasure of working under Mark under his leadership. After retiring from BP at the end of 2016, Mark has worked for various multinational oil and gas companies at very high levels, what you call the C-suite, which is the chief executive officer level. And he was appointed vice president operations for a Turkish major project in 2019, and he continues to provide executive level service to these oil and gas companies. That was a narrative. As far as I'm concerned, Mark was an absolute pleasure to work with and under as a leader. He was very committed to health and safety, and I never found his support in any way diminished whenever I approached him. So check it out for yourself, watch this video, and catch up at the end. Mark Hornbrook, I finally caught up with you after such a long period of time. I know you've been super busy, and we'll dive into that a little bit more, but Mark, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Sonny. A while back, I did a, well, I've done a lot of things on leadership and what I call in conversation with. And one of them was um, three sort of, if you like, um, world-class experts in terms of behavioral psychology and leadership. And the title of that particular show was Leadership, What Are the Magic Ingredients? So I want to get your thoughts on this. Some of the words that were thrown up in those discussions where empathy and supportive, honesty and consensus, and humility and integrity. When you think of leadership, people think, tend to think of them as roughy, toughy, you know. So when I heard words like empathy, supportive, humility, and integrity, honesty, do you think they're qualities that a leader is supposed to have nowadays? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely agree Agree with that. You, you know, without you know, the different words that, you know, these people, uh, you know, discussed with you in your last session, you don't get the respect of the workforce that's working for you. And that's where safety happens is yeah. with the workforce. It doesn't happen with the leader sitting in the office, uh, corner office in, um, you know, sometimes in the field, sometimes, you know, back in corporate headquarters someplace. Uh, those are pretty typically pretty safe places, even though you can have <laughs> incidents there as well. But the serious incidents and where safety really happens is out at the workforce. And if you haven't gotten the respect of your people, then none of this works. Safety doesn't improve and you know get better day after day. You do need integrity, honesty, compassion. I've worked under 
many leaders. You're an unusual leader in the sense that you're hands-on in terms of your approach. I know when you and I have had a discussion about the the safety philosophy of walking down the stairs with uh, holding teacups and uh, talking about safety in general, though, do you think that that we're at the right levels now, or do you see safety going south or north in terms of performance? What's your overall view on that? Well, I think every organization's in a in a different place on this. You know. Depending on the company and even within companies, I think uh, different specific work sites have different uh, approaches and it does come down a lot to the leader for that organization, the one that's running that particular operation. I personally think safety continues to get better you know, day after day. Uh, companies are clearly in a place that safety is good business. Uh, they don't want to have incidents. They don't want to hurt people. Uh, it's a high priority. I've not worked a place that hasn't had that as the number one priority, uh, you know, is to keep people safe. We want people to go home the way they come to work. Without that, you know, then the rest of the everything you do is not successful. So I do think I'm maybe an optimistic person, but I do think safety has gotten better year on year. Uh, you know, I have about 35 years in the industry and I've seen it get better every year it's not perfect uh but it's but it's definitely better when when i knew you when i first met you you were you were at the helm of one of the largest oil fields on the planet not mentioning names and we we know that we had lots and lots of challenges there archaic equipment um events nearly every day it must it must put an enormous amount of stress on you and burden on you in terms of making sure things do work Right. I mean, how did you cope with that sort of levels of stress? Apart from saying you had great people like me, of course, you know, how'd, how'd, how would you say you cope with it? Well, I, I, first of all, I'll agree 100% with that. We had great people, uh, yourself included. We had really, really good people that understood risk. Uh, and I think that's the key to how you manage these big operations with Lots of problems, like you mentioned, old equipment, poor training, maybe for people uh, in the early days. It really helps to risk rank what your problems are, uh, your safety problems that you have in the field are, and then start at the top of the list, the highest risk you go after to resolve those. And you understand you're not going to solve them all next week. Uh, but if you keep at it year after year, uh, you'll get to a, a, a better place on safety and you'll be hurting less people. And that's exactly what we did. Mm. I mean, I really like the risk matrix. I like understanding uh, what's the likelihood of an event happening versus consequence associated with that event happening. And then you can start having a real quantifiable discussion with the people involved in the in the operation and you go about fixing the problem but do you think we need to focus a lot more or other lead, leaders need to think a lot more about likelihood like you have for example i absolutely i don't i don't see how you can do a fair job of assessing what your risks are which like you pointed out is consequence times the likelihood or probability of the event happening i mean if the consequence of an event happening is you know multiple fatalities, but the likelihood of it happening is practically never. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want to put a lot of resources into that when there are other events where there's maybe a 
consequences are a bit less, but the likelihood of it happening is, you know, every month, you know, you say you're having an event every month, uh, th that's concerns me more an event that's unlikely to ever happen, even though the consequences may be very, very high. I can have a really good conversation with you about safety and risk management. And I hate to bring this dreaded word in of COVID, but do you think that thinking about COVID, there's going to be a bit of a, a game changer? Are people going to be more people-centric when they think about organizations, when they go back to work? Do they yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, like I said, I think every event, all of us go through as leaders or even individual contributors as part of an organization. The more events we go and live through and the more diverse those uh, events are, uh, the better understanding we have of what the impacts of getting safety wrong are. I think the area of process safety made a step change, you know, back when that became more mainstream, more a part of organization and operational organizations, but the uh, process safety discipline, I think, made us a, a real big change, step change in how we look at safety. Uh, we look at all, all the risks uh, across uh, all our operations, everything from personal safety to process safety events that can... Yeah. I think it'd be fair to say, and push back on, on this if you disagree, I think it's fair to say that... You mentioned that people need to take their risks into perspective and not try and boil the ocean and try and do everything in one year. They really should just take maybe five or 10 items, which are the big hitting items and focus on that. I think that was the success story that you had in that largest oil field, the way you approached that one. Have you ever found a situation then where you were doing something where it didn't work to your plan? Have you ever been in that situation yourself? I, I can't say I've ever been in a situation where we haven't improved the safety of an operation. Did we improve it as much as we wanted, as fast as we wanted? That's undoubtedly never the case. Uh, you know, you'd like to, you know, you always have an aspiration of no, no incidents, don't hurt anyone. It's a business that involves hydrocarbons that are highly explosive and lots of operations, lots of things going on. Probably the thing we miss the most time is the way we started this conversation is how do you get the hearts and minds of the people actually out, you know, that are in the line of fire, so to speak, and getting them on board as quickly as you want them to. And that's mostly when you have the, you don't have as much success from a initiative or a effort to improve safety as you would like. Yeah. Uh, it's when you miss gauging the people and having them understand what you're trying to do and get them bought into all the processes uh, and procedures and uh, practices that it requires. Are there any sort of closing thoughts that you'd like to share with anyone in terms of how young people might want to move their career in terms of safety, what, what they should focus on, any specific ways they can progress their career, for example? I, I think the most important thing for any person to do, whether they're going into a safety individual contributor role or and advancing in their career that way, or even into, even into leadership, is become technically competent at your discipline. Understand it well, develop credibility 
and good reputation with your peers in that area so that as you do move through the organization and into different jobs, you bring with it a uh, confidence and respect from people because your reputation will precede you wherever you go in the organization. And over a period of 20, 30 years of a career, uh, having that strong technical background that you develop within the first, I don't know, five to 10 years, uh, you know, and not that you don't continue to develop technical skills and, and competency after that, but, you know, that first 10 years of developing strong technical competency in your discipline is, is very important to do. And then you, of course, have to couple that with the right behaviors. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the leader being patient and listening and all that. The individual contributor needs to do that, learn those basic skills uh, as well. Be patient, listen. Not a, it's not that people don't want to necessarily do what you do, but a lot of times they don't understand it. Take time to explain it and make sure you bring your audience uh, along with you when you're uh, making these uh, requests. And that over a period of time uh, will have a big, big impact on your career. That's fantastic uh, advice. So be technically capable and be able to stand your own ground, be respectful and understanding of other human beings and their needs as well. Mark Hornbrook, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, we've talked up quite a bit of your time, but thank you so much for sharing an insight into your world and how you've uh, uh, managed to lead an organization to such high safety performance. So may I just say thank you again. And um, I look forward to doing maybe other sessions with you as well. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, yeah thank you very much, Sony. Appreciate right. it. Thank you.